welcome to the After the Bell podcast, brought to you by Connects Education Academy. Our podcast is here to help teachers, leaders and tutors. We will be discussing the latest issues in education and sharing top tips for use in the classroom, both face-to-face or virtually. Welcome to After the Bell, the weekly free podcast from Connects Education Academy, designed for new and experienced teachers, tutors, teaching assistants and leaders. We discuss thought leadership, education strategies and tips to improve education practice with our invited guest experts. Our experts joining us today are Andy Bridge, a current deputy head teacher, and Debbie Davis, head teacher of a special school and experienced SENCO. Last week's podcast focused on awareness and support for students with dysgraphia. Today, we will focus on students with visual impairment and aim to heighten our awareness of this specific learning difficulty and also take a look at potential support available. So good morning, both of you. Great to have you here with us. Debbie, we are talking about how to support and understand the needs of students who are visually impaired. Please, can you start off today by giving us some insight into what virtually impaired means for a learner? Of course, and it's nice to be back. Um, so <clears throat> I am keen to share with uh, with you some research from ResearchGate. I, I, as you know, we, we do a lot of reading and I, I read a lengthy report by Dr. Radhika Kapoor and it was, <clears throat> pardon me, most interesting. And she cites uh, age in 2014, and and this is this is what's been said. So visual impairments refer to the loss of vision, even when a person makes use of corrective lenses. Uh, visual impairments are the reduced vision caused by eye diseases, accidents, and eye conditions present from birth. The students in educational institutions experience numerous challenges and problems as a result of visual impairments, and these adversely affect their academic performance. Visual impairment is uh, categorised into blind and low vision, and the low uh, the loss of vision imposes limitations on on students. Obviously, learners with um, visual impairments are the heterogeneous group with varied nature of problems and difficulties that require appropriate attention um, in the implementation of curriculum and instructional systems in order to perform well academically. The academic performance of of virtually impaired students in in a deprived state, they experience problems in not only understanding the academic concepts but also in the performance of assignments and for example in taking exams. Uh, The problems and difficulties experienced by these students calls for more teachers in special needs education and indeed um, in in mainstream education if if we do have students who have um, this impairment to be much more uh, proficient in the implementation of of their job duties. I, I think that sums it up really well. I hope that's been helpful. Absolutely. So it's it's uh, so just in case anyone's interested, it's uh, a report that's from ResearchGate. Um, so actually having that kind of definition really is a, a great start for these conversations. So Andy, can you tell us how much more about what this might appear like in a classroom? What would a student with visual impairment sort of present as? 
Yeah, of course. So I think um, a couple of misconceptions that are good to unpick um, is when we use the term visually impaired, quite often the the image in your head is somebody that's blind, um, you know, with a, a stick and a guide dog. And actually, that's a very, very small number of visually impaired students. There's only 5% of the visually impaired population that have got no sight whatsoever. Um, you know, 95% of them have got some sight, but they need some adjustments in order to um, so that their needs are met in the classroom. But the vast majority of visually impaired students can see in in some way. Um, and secondly, I think is the idea that the majority of visually impaired students are taught in a special school. They're not, you know, the vast majority of students with a visual impairment are in mainstream school and the adaptations that they need are perfectly um, possible for us to incorporate into our day to day practice to make sure they're included and, and welcome. So really, in terms of what I might look like in the classroom, it's just asking yourself that question. Is my classroom accessible to these students? So, um, you know, just basic things. Are they on the front row of the, the seating plan? What's the lighting like? Is the glare from harsh lights? Um, are the blinds open that's kind of putting um, too much bright sunlight? Um, what's the transition like from a dark corridor to the bright classroom? How are we using colour and contrast if we're using PowerPoint slides and resources? You know, basic things thinking about safety. Is there, if you move your tables around and shift some furniture, have you made that student aware so that they're aware um, of where things are, that they're not going to trip over something and endanger themselves? Um, and think about acoustics as well. What Have you got furniture in there or lots of hard surfaces that make things very echoey um, and you know make for poor acoustics? Because that can have a significant impact if somebody's reliant on lip reading, if the acoustics of the room aren't good. So none of them um, are particularly workload intensive or particularly challenging for us to implement. They're just a series of principles that we just need to keep at the forefront of our minds. Um, that if we embed them day to day, it means those students with a visual impairment can can thrive. That's really helpful to know um, and uh, great to hear some top tips there as well, Andy. So uh, they're all things that we perhaps don't consider about when we're uh, thinking about how to support students with visual impairment. So some really, really great things to think about. So, Debbie, have you got anything to add here, pulling on all your experience that you've had previously? Well, I think really Andy's hit the nail on the head. Um, I would be tempted to say, pardon me, <clears throat> that there are key skills that uh, students with visual impairment need to develop and practice, namely mobility, orientation and independence. And I think what Andy's been saying, uh, most of the ways to support the the children um, who have this um, SEND is, is quite straightforward really and almost common sense uh, but when you actually frame them and actually think am I using these strategies it's very helpful and I think that I hope this podcast today is helpful for people especially when you think about mobility orientation and independence so we can help here by offering one-to-one -one support or material aids such as a long cane um, a symbol cane or um, a guide cane <clears throat> that's for for um young people or, or children who, who would need that kind of provision. IT is a, a, a super support um, for learners. 
um, and it helps them to take notes and access information independently and they love it. All, all young people like to be on ICT or IT these days and you know they, they really do appreciate that because it opens up modes of communication for them. Um, we must also see the importance of effective communication, for example developing good friendship networks and support, uh, support their inclusion. So when they're in class the more um, peer support and friendship support that they have the more they'll feel included, the, the safer they'll feel, the better they'll perform. I've read a lot of work by Maha Cochin and I love her tips and reminders that re really made me think and I hope that they might help others think too. So I'll just go over those. Um, don't think that learners with visual impairment have the same needs just because they share a sight problem. Okay. Um, don't think that visual the visually impaired cannot see anything at all. Andy's mentioned this. Instead, try to understand how they may be able to see things and encourage them to make the most of their remaining sight. Don't think that learners with visual impairment uh, access information through the medium of Braille. The majority of them don't. Do not think, um, or pardon me, don't enlarge documents um, for your um, visually impaired learners without asking them about the font size uh, that they prefer. Ultimately, uh, enlarge the font size and, and um, not the size of the sheets. And it's important, you know, asking the learners what font size works for you. Let's talk about how I can present this information. And then again, they'll be more included, they'll have their voice and they're more in inclined to engage. Don't take the easy route of simply moving parts of the curriculum. You may assume it would be too difficult for your learners to access. Instead, find alternative ways to make it accessible. And again, coming back to what Andy said, we've got lots of different ways that we can do that. And it's really important that we do do that. So the word underpinning what I'm talking about now is, is inclusion, really. Absolutely. And it feels like those key kind of um, tips are very important because it's actually talking to the listener and um, the learner apologies um, and the voice of the learner and actually ensuring that you're being respectful and and asking their opinion about how they they want to access the materials themselves. And that's irrelevant or of, of age or or sort of abilities in, in other areas as well, actually giving them a choice helps them feel included and actually not, not sort of excluded or treated differently. It is estimated that around 25,000 children and young people in England and Wales have a sight impairment that requires specialist education support. And of these, more than 60% are educated in mainstream schools, which is great, but they're where their requirements might not be so easy to address. So it, it is quite a frequent situation that arises. As many as half of young people with a sight impairment also have additional disabilities. What What is the impact in the classroom, Andy? Yeah, you know, obviously a uh, very, very famous Stevie Wonder, I think is um, a great example of sharing some wisdom and expertise in this area. So something he said was, just because a man lacks the use of his eyes doesn't mean that he lacks vision. So I think um, how I interpreted that was, yes, there is a barrier to learning, but that doesn't mean it's impossible for these students to to learn. We've just got to find them 
additional ways, additional support to help them access that curriculum, um, as Debbie talked about. And, and you know, we've just said there, some learners that have a sight impairment also have additional um, disabilities, but the majority don't have, um, you know, a cognition need. Um, it, it's just the, the lack of, um, you know, the, the visual impairment is not a, a learning difficulty as such. So we shouldn't assume that they lack intelligence or that they will struggle academically. We just need to put that support in place so that they can access our lesson in the same way as the rest of their peers. Um, and if we get that right, then there's no reason why this group of students can't absolutely thrive and, and enjoy school and um, look forward to their lessons and achieve fantastic exam outcomes. And really that's down to us um, as classroom teachers, SENCOs, effective partnerships with parents, teachers taking ownership of um, that support and making sure it's consistently implemented day to day, then, you know, hopefully we'll see great outcomes. Yeah, absolutely. It allows them, as you said, to thrive and excel just by having those conversations at the beginning are really, really key. Thank you both so much today. It's, it's been really interesting to start to obviously unpick um, what we can do to support students with um, visual impairments. So here at Connects Education Academy, we hope that these podcasts are helpful um, and help you understand and respond positively to the needs of students with visual impairment. Our next podcast looks to raise awareness and support for students with hearing impairments, and we hope that you have the time to join in and listen to that session. You can pick up our After the Bell podcasts, which are released on a weekly basis and provide quick tips and discussions with our experts around all things educational. You can listen to these for top tips and access these on your daily commute, on your treadmill or as your focus for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our guests, Debbie and Andy, for joining us again to uh, hone in on this sort of area. And I look forward to catching up with you both very soon. Thank you. Thank you.